0: Hi, welcome back. I'm Andrew. And I'm Cole. And this is Control AC.
1: Control AC is the podcast where we talk about the age old question, to fold or not to fold.
0: Not to fold.
1: So if you're part of the Z Flip gang, basically what Andrew's saying is to go flame him on Twitter.
0: See, I was a part of the Z Flip gang and then the spirit of z flip gang yes but i just i think i may be leaving we're gonna talk about foldables in one second um cole is back from vacation so yay better production quality back. yes hopefully <laughs> our mics sound much better this week because yeah my um, using the macbook mics last week was definitely intentional
1: yeah <laughs> and our internet
0: was pretty bad on both ends so
1: and we fixed most of the audio issues that we were having yeah before
0: so audio issues are gone hopefully podcast should sound much better yeah so samsung had an event this week they did their annual unpacked foldable event we got a new watch which is it's fine let's just cover the watch so we don't have to cover it later there's a new Galaxy Watch. I actually like the design of it. They d-
1: made a couple design changes, but it's mostly the same.
0: Yeah, it's the Galaxy Watch 5. It has better battery, can measure your skin temperature. It's fine. If you have a Samsung phone, it's a smartwatch. buy that. It's still a Wear OS smartwatch. So it's <laughs> still still has some catching up to do. Less but than
1: below par, but yeah. Yeah. So for the real topic of this week, yes, Foldimals. Z Flip 4 and Z Fold 4.
0: So we got a new Z Flip and a new Z Fold. We're on the fourth generation.
1: That's crazy. Z Flip 1 came out when? 2020? 2019?
0: Z Flip. Oh, I don't know. Z Fold was like 2019, I think. There have been 20...
1: rumors since that, since
0: 2015. Yeah, Z Fold? Z Fold was like, that's old now.
1: Yeah, Z Flip came out February 14th of 2020.
0: And then Z Fold was 2018 then? Or was that like 2017? 2019. 2019.
1: Yeah, and the Z Fold 1 was released in September of 2019. So there was a pretty solid gap in between phones. We knew that they were released at the same time. But since then, they've been released at Samsung Unpacked every year since then, right? Yeah. So the second gen of the Flip and Fold were (laughs) released at Unpacked of 2020. Yes. The third generation, 2021, and now the fourth gen of twenty two. So does that mean we might see a five next
0: year? That's the plan. It seems like there's a yearly release date with foldables, and they seem to be doing good on
1: market share here too.
0: Yeah, the Z Flip especially, because the Z Flip starts at nine ninety nine, even which the new one, which is not
1: a bad price for an almost flagship novelty phone.
0: Perfectly average. Yeah, thousand dollars is average. So that's a lot more competitive than the seventeen ninety nine price tag of the Z Fold. Of yeah, the Z Fold It used 4. to be two grand too. Yeah, the original one was. Yeah.
1: And the Z Fold 1 was what 1300 MSRP?
0: Uh, I, I, the Z Flip? Yeah, sort of it. I believe so, yeah, 1300. Okay, so new Z Fold and Z Flip. Um there aren't a there aren't a lot of changes this uh, year. Last year's Z Fold and Z Flip really perfected the design.
1: Yeah, there was a big design overall there.
0: But this year it's just camera improvements here and there, few software improvements. And then improvements to durability.
1: And some of the design has changed a little bit. There's thinner bezels on the Z Flip and Z Fold by three millimeters, I think. So that's around good. Around all, all edges. That cuts down 12 millimeters of bezel, which is quite significant, actually.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: So that's cool. There's a new hinge design on both of them. So it's a little bit less noticeable if you're drawing or, you, or if you swipe your finger across the hinge, it's a little bit less noticeable. On the new Z Fold, the under display selfie camera, it hasn't gotten any hardware improvements realistically, but it essentially disappears when not in use.
0: So it's hidden a lot better than last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: you can't even see it. Like It's just gone until you use it, which is really cool to see Samsung keep doing.
0: But it's still it still has that sort of... Like it still looks like you're taking the photo through like a piece of saran wrap. Yeah, it it still has that slight lack of clarity, just because it's literally behind a row of pixels. Yeah, like
1: you're gonna see because it's behind a screen. So like it's not gonna be crystal clear, and if they cut a hole, it's obviously not gonna have the invisible thing that it is.
0: Mm Mhm. So that there's that. The fold now has a fifty megapixel sensor that matches the S twenty two and S twenty two plus. It has a 3x telephoto lens. It has space zoom up to 30x. Yes, all that. And then the cover screen uh, is still 6.2 inches. So a very usable cover screen. Both of the screens on the Z Fold are OLED with 120 hertz. Still S Pen compatible. And then the Z Flip is mostly the same too. So a lot of just slight durability things. The Z Flip screen is 45% stronger. So... It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, just overall good updates but not anything super groundbreaking. So, Andrew
1: is considering leaving the Z Flip gang.
0: Well, okay. I since the Z Flip came out, I've really always loved the phone cuz like everyone does, it's just a cool phone.
1: It is. It's you, a fun novelty thing to do. Yeah, you take it's it out tired. of your pocket, it's like an old flip phone, you flip it open, but then it's a smartphone with all the new features of a smartphone. Yeah, and it looks amazing.
0: And the whole 6.7 inch display just folds up into this tiny little square. You can put it in your jeans pocket it's perfect. But then I really started to think about what it would be like to actually own one. So I use a 12 Pro Max every day and it's a big phone, 6.7 inch display. And it's, it's a pain to put in my pocket because I mean, it's a chonker. So I just thought that I'd appreciate having a z flip where it could just fold in half because that would be really nice but the problem is to use the phone you have to unfold the thing because on the z flip the outer screen is pretty much unusable it, it only shows like a couple of widgets you can see like your time and the now playing song like it you... shows
1: your text messages too you can't respond to them or anything right
0: right but like i have that on my watch i can just glance at that and see a text message So like when I want to use my phone, I have to unfold it, which is a really big deal breaker because there are so many times when I will just take my phone out of my pocket, unlock it, launch an app really quickly, do something, respond to a text, close it, slide it back into my pocket. But with the Z Flip, you have to fold it up every single time. And that extra step, I just, I I don't think that extra step is worth it.
1: I mean, realistically, because they're basically the same size screen, aren't they?
0: Yeah, both six point seven.
1: Yeah, so you wouldn't have to fold it like necessarily.
0: No, I guess you could just keep it because fo- it's
1: still an extremely durable Gorilla Glass screen.
0: Right. So then, if you keep it, but if you don't fold it, then just get an S twenty two plus, which is a but like you still want to
1: fold it sometimes because it's a foldable phone.
0: Okay, I actually get that. That's fair.
1: So I would not. I genuinely would not mind daily driving a Z Flip. I think I would love it in every aspect except the fact that I wouldn't have iMessages. Really besides the features of an iPhone, that's the only thing I really wouldn't like about the Z Flip. iCloud. Yeah. iMessages.
0: I mean, yeah, I as someone who's also like in school, I could not switch phones to anything but an iPhone cuz I would literally lose FaceTime and iMessage, mm-hmm. and those two things are so big. And
1: we don't want to do Google Meets Duo meet duo meets <laughs> right duo.
0: last episode so like the whole conversation of like switching to an android phone which i'm totally open to like if rcs was a thing mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later because i really need to talk about rcs um if rcs was actually a thing and that whole blue bubble green bubble thing wasn't a thing then i would be fine switching phones i, I probably wouldn't switch completely to an android phone because i mean i la- i prefer the cameras on an iphone because i shoot video a lot an it iphone is. video is much better than any android phone i think the closest it's android phone in and video pro, right is like a pixel 6 pro or like some vivo phone that mr who's the boss tested yeah i don't know it's a lot of the apple services stuff and then the camera But there's a then, lot of like, different
1: trade-offs in between that make them equal yeah like I want this, but no I want this because of this, but I want that because of that. They're fairly equal in that aspect.
0: Yeah. And I think all like all of the like look things about Android that people have preferred are kind of gone cuz like people preferred being able to add widgets on the home screen and like having a customized lock screen and now all that's on iOS. So like the selling point to me of an Android phone is really just a Pixel. Like if I switched, I would switch to a Pixel 6 Pro. I do a lot of stuff in Google Workspace, so I think all of the mm-hmm. all of the Google stuff natively would be great. But I've reviewed two Samsung phones, and I just don't like one UI. I think really? it's way too heavy feeling. Mm. Everything looks cluttered, too. But I would switch to a Pixel 6 if RCS is actually decent.
1: Realistically, I'm not going to go back to a mini phone when I upgrade.
0: Really? So you're using...
1: I'm using the 12 mini. 12 mini. Like I love its form factor, but some things are just brutal. Like... <laughs> Like Zooming in on images, and honestly, just battery life is one of them too. Yeah. Like especially when I'm especially running betas beta. for this. Four hours maximum of battery life does not cut it. Especially, I'm on FaceTime with Andrew all the time, or with other yeah. of my friends, texting. I hop on Instagram or Clash Royale or something. And even just checking my blood sugar. Like, This app consistently uses Bluetooth, which can be a battery hog, especially on a beta. So honestly, I think I would have to get a $1,000 plus phone.
0: Or like, well, so the iPhone 14 series won't have a mini. Yeah. So it'll be iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Max, iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max.
1: So like if I had to choose between a $1,000 phone right now instead of the 13 Pro, I would if I could, I would go a Z Flip.
0: I just don't think the trade-offs are worth it. So you get the folding phone, but like you lose, compared to a 13 Pro or compared to an S22, you lose camera quality. You lose battery life. You use like general durability. But see, you that's the thing. A lot of I stuff.
1: don't drop my phone that much. Okay, but like when? The only time my screen has been cracked on this phone and it was a screen protector, somebody dropped a bench on my phone in the jam.
0: That's a like, what are the occurrence. odds?
1: what are the odds of that ever happening again? I would
0: say that's a fairly common occurrence. You it... want your phone to be bench resistant. It's... Okay, <laughs>
1: which it wasn't. The screen protector shattered to a million pieces. I wouldn't go back to the 12 mini if i had a choice
0: i think that's what a lot of people said i think that's why the mini's dead like i
1: love this phone like it's a perfect size especially for somebody like as a first phone it's mm-hmm. similar like an se like this isn't my first phone
0: whoa so they should replace the iphone se with the mini just the iphone they should mini take the mini just the
1: iphone mini and then they add they make like a new generation
0: right so, so the- i think
1: se is just their apple like Dip your feet in the water. Test yeah, the, it out.
0: the iPhone SE is the phone you give your kids or your parents.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's so, like the track phone. <laughs> yeah, or not the track phone. The uh you know what I'm talking about though, like the ones that are always advertised for the senior citizens. Yep. Yep.
0: I just think that you're losing so much when you go to a foldable. You have to really want that thing to fold. I think
1: spec-wise, the Z Flip would be more like around the 700 to 800 dollar mark spec-wise. Yeah,
0: if they could get the Z Flip down to 7.99. That would be perfect.
1: It would be like a thou- $999 is an expense is a lot of money for a phone that doesn't perform as well as a $1,000 phone.
0: Make the Z Flip the same price as entry level Pixel 6, entry level iPhone 14, entry level S22. And it
1: will then be a very heavy competitor, especially yes. because it's a folding phone, which gives it that little wow factor, mm-hmm. it, which is one of the reasons I want it, because it has a much bigger screen, 6.7 inches screen. And that way, I don't have big pockets. I'm not that tall. I don't wear the longest shorts and jeans, so I don't have huge pockets to fit a 12 Pro Max. So being able to fold it in half and put it in my pocket cuts that essentially in half.
0: That's fair. Now we go to what I would actually buy. If I had to buy a foldable, (sighs) I am Z Fold gang for life. The Z Fold is a 6.2 inch display on the front, which is so perfect. (laughs) That is a really nice screen size. 6.2 is great. Keep that in your pocket. Take it out. The cover screen goes from top to bottom. You can do stuff on it. It's an OLED 120 hertz display. You can actually like respond to a message or quickly launch (laughs) an app. And then when you're actually going to use your phone, unfold it and the main display is a 7.6 inch 120 hertz OLED display. And
1: then it's basically an iPad mini that's a little stubbier.
0: Right, that you can fold up and keep in your phone. That to me is what a folding phone should be. It should give you more than what a normal phone does that's fair but also eighteen
1: hundred dollars it's also eighteen hundred dollars when you could get the flagship iphones for like five hundred dollars less right
0: you could get an m1 macbook air and an iphone 13 for the same price or as a z fold (laughs) four or like instead of the z fold four you could get a z flip and a galaxy watch and galaxy buds probably like a monitor (laughs) like you you also really have to be like an android power user because if you are going to justify buying this phone over a mac or a windows laptop like you have to phone over a laptop you have to really be good at being productive on your phone so that is samsung's unpacked event new z fold new z flip i hope we can review these soon yeah that'd be nice I'll review the flip you can review the fold
1: yeah and then we'll swap them so I can have the flip and you can have the fold yes so to answer the question to fold or not to fold or to flip or not to flip
0: in 2022 I still think the answer is not to fold
1: not to fold or not to flip
0: not to fold like in general not to fold phones should not fold in 2022 just yet
1: I'm gonna say they should fold
0: you think it's a better buy than a normal phone I
1: don't think price wise it is just yet, but like if you have that money to spend on a phone, you're not looking for maximum performance for the price. It's not a terrible deal.
0: Now, Apple is rumored to be releasing either next year or in twenty twenty four a foldable iPhone. And twenty five hundred
1: dollars, iPhone- I bet MSRP. I'm placing it right now. Hot take: twenty five hundred dollars MSRP for the foldable iPhone.
0: I'm gonna say nineteen ninety nine. Or no, I'm gonna say seven. They could match Z Fold and do seventeen ninety nine.
1: I don't think they would.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: So I, because they have to shove all of that year's specs into a folding phone.
0: I will buy. I will buy that phone. I bet you. would if you had twenty five hundred dollars? Well, <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's not twenty five hundred dollars, I will buy that phone. If it is twenty five hundred, then that's like a fourteen inch MacBook Pro. You never know. Maybe
1: by then we'll be we we'll get sent um, review units. Yeah, we'll definitely review that one. If we can.
0: But imagine an iPhone that unfolds into like an iPad mini. Imagine it just switches to iPad OS and you open the thing. And they could do that too. Just sideload it. And then Google's also reportedly going to release a Pixel Fold.
1: Wasn't Sony going to do the Sony Passport?
0: I think so. They're all kind of rumored to do foldables. Yeah. I think we'll see. I think we'll see Pixel Fold next year and iPhone Fold the year after that i'd say that's fair okay we're gonna take a break when we get back we're gonna talk about streaming prices going up and the pros and cons of publicly shaming large groups of people man it is so hot in texas you should really go swimming i don't have a pool have you heard of the complete backyard no what's that it's a custom outdoor living design and build company what's that It means they take care of the design and construction of your new outdoor space. You work with them from the beginning of your project until the end. They're with you every step of the way. They specialize in custom outdoor swimming pools, spas, pergolas, decks, cabanas, fire pits, outdoor kitchens, and just overall outdoor living spaces. They love transforming a boring backyard into a complete home oasis. Oh, sweet. How do I contact them? To request a consultation, go to thecompletebackyard.com. Okay, guys, welcome back.
1: So, as Andrew talked about before, your subscription services are getting more expensive. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Netflix going up in price consistently, and it seems as Disney Plus and Hulu are now following that trend.
0: Yeah, so this is all because of the uh, cheaper ad-supported tier of Disney Plus. So, basically, they have the ad-supported tier that a lot of people are going to buy, and then they that ad-supported tier will immediately make the higher Disney Plus tier... More appealing. So to just take some more money from people, they made the Disney Plus. It's gonna be called Disney Plus Premium. So that premium tier is gonna be ten dollars and ninety nine cents a month. And then the basic tier with ads is gonna be seven ninety nine a month. Hulu is also getting more expensive. Figures. So, basic Hulu with ads is $7.99 a month. Seriously? Yeah. Hulu premium without ads is $14.99 a month. $14.99. Yeah. That's a lot of money.
1: That's more than Netflix now, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And Hulu wasn't even that great. No, it really wasn't. Especially with ads. It's not great for $8?
0: Right. Jeez. And then we have the Disney Plus Bundle. So now there are three, no, there are four Disney Plus bundles. So there's the basic bundle, which is Disney Plus with ads and Hulu with ads for $10 a month. Then you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus all with ads for $12.99 a month. Then there's the legacy deal, which is ad-free Disney Plus, Hulu with ads, and ESPN Plus with ads for $14.99 a month. And then there's Premium, which is Disney Plus with no ads, Hulu with no ads, and ESPN Plus with ads for $20 a month. That's sad. So that just gets $5 more expensive for that bundle. That's still so
1: much money, though.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. Last year...
1: $240 a year?
0: Yeah. That's a lot of money.
1: And now I feel like watching TV isn't as much of a thing as it used to be.
0: It's really not.
1: Like, now people game, they watch YouTube. Like, there's other things people do on technology now, and... binge watching tv shows isn't a main source of entertainment at this point
0: imagine if they made youtube a subscription service they do but like base youtube uh, i could almost see that happening
1: they wouldn't they make so much money already from in from
0: yeah that's true and ads with,
1: and with youtube pre, youtube premium yeah with youtube premium they're already making that extra money so i don't see them in the future making youtube pay because that would drive a lot of people away, which also impacts every single creator on the platform. Yeah. Like, do if you, I had to pay for YouTube, I wouldn't.
0: Do you know anyone who pays for YouTube Premium?
1: Um, I don't know anybody I know of. People like Linus Tech Tips, like they everybody at LMG pays for YouTube Premium because they're not allowed to use ad blockers. Why not on their computers? Because they can't. Because it's hypocritical.
0: Oh, fair.
1: Because it takes away ad revenue.
0: Yeah, that's that's horrible. Who would actually use an ad blocker? Not Not, me. Not me. Not me. Not us. (laughs) Never. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Linus. And then second story. uh, This is actually really interesting. So Google tries to basically publicly shame Apple into adopting RCS. So for those of you who don't know, RCS is basically the solution to the whole green bubble, blue bubble thing. If you're listening and you use an iPhone, you likely have a text thread, whether that's a group or just one person, and the bubbles are green. That is your fault. That is (laughs) not their fault for having an Android device. That is your fault for having an iPhone because Android devices use a new texting standard called RCS. iPhones still use SMS. SMS is old and outdated. So that's why when you send photos, and videos, they look horrible because they're being sent using that old texting standard. If Apple were to switch to RCS, then messages to Android devices would be encrypted. You could send video, you could do reactions, you could send photos. All of our problems would be completely solved. iPhones use iMessage, which is Apple's own messaging service, and that has group chats, high quality images, and videos, and then go to SMS and MMS as soon as you text an Android user. So Google's solution is RCS, carriers have adopted it, Google itself has adopted it, and now the the last piece of the puzzle is for Apple to adopt it. So the other day, the Wall Street Journal posted a article titled, How Apple's iMessage Sealed Its Dominance with an Army of Texting Teens. And it basically goes into how there's a bullying issue associated with green bubbles so like if you're in school and you have like an s22 ultra you will get bullied by someone with an iphone 7. (laughs) like no matter what android phone you have for some reason like among the general public android phones have this reputation for being like old and slow and cheap and like we can blame htc for that yeah like horrible (laughs) reputations and i i have no idea why because i guess people are going i think just i think people are just going off of memes like they see a meme it's like iphone users rich android users poor and they're like ha that's true something like happened similar in
1: my family so my grandpa had an a52 right Mm -hmm. and he dropped it in the pool oh that's not a water resistant phone it didn't it didn't make it and somebody said, it's because you don't have an iPhone. And I just deeply at that comment.
0: Yeah, because Android phones have had water resistance IP68, right? IP68 was on Android phones before iPhones. Because iPhone uh, 7, seven yep, was the, the seven. first one with full IP68. And they had to remove the headphone jack for that. Right. Android phones still have IP68 with headphone jacks. Yeah. So, and uh, in a lot of ways... They got new features first and are more advanced. So, like, the whole Android is bad reputation really is not true. You should never bully someone. You should never it's bully... Especially based on
1: an operating system. Yeah. <laughs> like, Android isn't a phone. Android, the corporation, doesn't make phones. It's <laughs> right. an operating system. Like, Samsung phones, 99% of their phones have always been, like, one of the best flagship Android phones.
0: Right. I, I love how people just, like... If you have an Android phone, you just have a Samsung phone. Like, they use Samsung and Android interchangeably.
1: Yeah. Like, the Samsung charger, like, for oh USB-C. Oh, my goodness. The
0: USB-C chargers are just Samsung chargers. No, the new Samsung chargers, remember? It's going to charge the whole company. Yeah. You just plug it in. Whole company
1: gets power from it. I saw this post on Instagram. It was, like, the Apple logo with the stem falling off and turning into the Samsung logo. Samsung didn't fall off because of Apple.
0: Samsung had phones before Apple. People don't realize Samsung ships a ridiculous amount of units not in the U.S. Like, outside of the U.S., Android is very dominant. It's Samsung, Xiaomi, Huawei. Yeah. Like, all the little Oppo Vivo brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not iPhones. But people don't want to talk about that. So, there's been this whole, if you have an Android device, then you have green bubbles, and you should be bullied for it. I mean, you shouldn't that's pretty terrible like kids people i know have been kicked out of group chats just for having an android device it was probably better than the iphone that the person who kicked them out was using so the thing with our baseball team
1: like five or six people on our team have android phones and that means they can't get like updates because there's a bunch of new kids coming from middle school into high school that are going to be playing so we have to be able to add them into the group chat
0: yeah so group chats just don't work with yeah yeah Android
1: phones from an iPhone. So our coach has to like text them individually every single thing, every single time. And just simple stuff like this. It's not that big a deal. It's just a huge disadvantage.
0: And whenever this happens, people just say, oh, well they have an Android phone. Like it's their fault, but it's not, it's actually the iPhone's fault. So, um, responding to that wall street journal article, Hiroshi Lockheimer, the senior VP at Google said Apple's iMessage lock-in is a documented strategy. Using peer pressure and bullying as a way to sell products is disingenuous for a company that has humanity and equity as a core part of its marketing. The standards exist today to fix this, which is true. Phil Schiller basically said in an interview, iMessage isn't on Android because it's a selling point for an iPhone. So Apple would never admit this, but we're pretty sure that their strategy is when enough people get bullied, they will just switch to an iPhone. Like just so the green bubble thing goes away. Oh, for sure. I
1: clarify. I didn't bully somebody for having an Android phone. I told them you can go on eBay and get a 6S for like 40 bucks just so you can have a group chat. Which or even is sad. Like, tw- yeah. even 20 bucks. Like even if you had an iPhone 5S or a 5C. Like though, you can still use those phones today. Mm-hmm. Like they're not totally obsolete, but even just like 20 bucks to be in this like the group chat. Like it sucks to get to spend that kind of money, but For the news like that you'd be getting and just like the fun of being with the baseball team group chat like yeah i would spend 20 dollars
0: well and apple can also fix this if apple were to if apple were to implement rcs then all of this would be fixed there would be no green bubble blue bubble issue and the whole world would just be much better So Android then quote tweeted Hiroshi Lockheimer's tweet and said, iMessage should not benefit from bullying. Texting should bring us together and the solution exists. Let's fix this as one industry. And then a little green heart and a blue heart. And then Android posted uh, a little video on Instagram. So I'm going to read this. So it's, it's a little video. It's like a live text conversation. It says, hey, Apple, it's Android. Next text. You really got to fix your texting problems. Do it for your fans. And then it's a picture of like three people and it's really blurry. And then under the picture, it says, that's a photo of your fans, by the way. And then it says, help Apple hashtag get the message. So Android is now pretty much publicly shaming Apple into switching to RCS. And here's why that's bad. Apple is... They're an interesting company. If they get publicly shamed by this, I think it's just going to not make them want to do RCS. Because then if they actually do it, it'll look like Google forced them to do it and like pressured them, them into doing yeah. it. And they just don't want to look like that. So uh, Google has the right idea trying to negotiate with them to get RCS on iPhones. But going about it in this way i think it's a big mistake see i see we're coming from there though but i feel like if apple had enough pressure
1: from not just google but from every other like company i guess like if samsung google xiaomi not Sha- if samsung google sony
0: yeah they've all they've all adopted it but it's google who created it
1: yeah so they obviously have a little bit more influence over who uses it as a standard But I feel like if everybody just kind of got like, I don't know, like a change.org to add RCS to iPhone. I feel like there are things that we can do as a whole of America to get Apple to use RCS.
0: I just don't think Apple will give in like that. I think if they ever did RCS, they would say Apple is inventing an entirely new standard called RCS. And this is our innovative thing. They would want to take the credit. They wouldn't want to give in like this.
1: And in the past, Google has been very chill about trying to get Apple to use RCS. Like, they've yeah, said but this that they will just... give them Teams to develop it into the Right. Phones. Like, they are spending money and resources into a fully opposing corporation Yeah. to like, get
0: them to work together. If iPhones, well, I guess it does benefit them. Because if they're all on the same texting platform, then the iMessage selling point is gone. See, there's that. But also, if RCS was part of this, it would
1: all be the same. They would mm-hmm. still be able to do things that iMessage does.
0: Yeah. So whenever you're not texting someone with an iPhone, it would just go from iMessage to RCS. It would switch standards, but you wouldn't actually be losing any features. They could even sti- they could still keep the whole green bubble thing,
1: or even keep, still keep iMessage just between iPhones. But like when it switch when you go to text Android phones, it switches to RCS. Yeah. Which basically does nothing different. Okay. Green bubble. I don't care. They, they
0: can still bully the people with Android phones. But at they at least you can still have be, that.
1: At least they'd be more compatible with each other. Yes. It would relatively even the playing field. And Samsung doesn't make, realistically, that much less money than Apple. Both companies are worth a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and they're not going to lose money from switching completely to RCS. Yeah. They'll like, be fine. Even still, Apple is a $2 trillion company. They're going to sell iPhones regardless because you have all of the... Not mindless, but like the features very of an not tech-savvy people who are just yeah. like, my phone broke. I'm going to get an iPhone. And then you're like, you should check out Pixel 6. And they're like, hot Android phone? I'm not poor. <laughs> then they get a 13 mini, which is less than a Pixel 6 Pro. But anyway, they should switch to RCS. I just don't know if this is the way. I don't yeah. think this helps. We're recording this on the last... Friday of summer It is August 12th right now we we both go back to school next week we're going to keep a consistent posting schedule throughout the school year or at least we're going to try we should still be once a week every Monday um but for y'all we have created our control AC back to school tech guide so this is all of the tech you will need for going back to school for our first four categories we have high-end mid-range and budget options so depending on how much you're willing to spend we have the best for your budget so first
1: thing when you go to school is obviously a backpack to put everything in so if you have a quite high budget for a backpack like very high end backpack you can get the ltt backpack Lawrence detectives
0: backpack and you're not just saying this because you're a fan of ltt like it's genuinely a really, it is good, a backpack. really good
1: backpack but like price wise it's with tax, $300.
0: Yeah, tax and shipping is like 300 bucks, But it's it's an incredible backpack. It's a
1: really good backpack. It is one of the most sturdy backpacks on the market
0: right now. The, the bottom is completely flat. That's my favorite feature. So it stands up perfectly. Yeah. You don't have to lean it up against a wall. It has all the compartments you want. Build quality seems amazing. Really good for back-to-school stuff. So if you can afford it, that's great. And then our second high-end option is the Peak Design Everyday Carry. So... It comes in a 20 liter and a 30 liter. The 30 liter, I guess would be best for school stuff. Uh, It's 299 on Peak Design's website. So with tax and shipping, it'd be like closer to 350. But if you can afford it, that's a really good tech bag. It has a lot of tech compartments, camera compartments. For all of your back to school tech, that's a really good backpack. And then for like mid range and low end, I mean, really, any backpack is going to work. Like, those are the two high-end ones that really stand out. But, like, if you don't want to get a $300 backpack, which Cole and I really don't want to get either, any other backpack will work.
1: It's really just preference, too, like design. You, of course, want to have one with a laptop pocket mm-hmm. just because you want your laptop to be more secure than most of the other things in your backpack. From
0: So, basically, just make sure it fits your laptop in you should be fine. Mm -hmm. Speaking of laptops, they're very important for back to school. Yes, they are. We have two recommendations for high-end. So it kind of comes down to your preference. If you prefer macOS, we recommend the M2 MacBook Air. I've been using one for two weeks. I absolutely love it. And that's the one I'm going to be getting soon. Cole's going to buy it in a few weeks. If you prefer Windows, the Dell XPS 13 is also a really good overall productivity laptop. For the mid-range section, the Lenovo Flex is really good. They that's,
1: make a bunch of good products for five to eight hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, that's a really good mid-range price. So it's a, it's on sale at Best Buy right now for five hundred twenty bucks, and that gives you a fifteen point six inch screen, uh, an eleventh gen i five, eight gigs of RAM, and a two hundred fifty six gig SSD, which is more than enough for Google Classroom. Oh yeah, so. that's definitely good for school stuff. A couple docs. And then also in mid-range, we have the iPad Air. If you do more creative stuff, like Procreate, drawing, a lot of artsy stuff, uh, iPad Air with Apple Pencil is a really good combo. That gives you a great screen, great battery life, great performance for all four 599
1: You can get a couple of different kind of keyboards. Apple has their Magic Keyboard for 300 Sometimes it's 350 but usually it's on sale for $300 to places like Best Buy and Target even.
0: And there are Logitech ones that do the same thing. Oh, yeah, for a lot cheaper, too. Lenovo Flex and iPad Air are really good Mm mid-range. And then for budget, we have the Lenovo IdeaPad 3. This is a solid little laptop for the price. It's definitely not a high-end laptop. Like, you're
1: not going to be doing gaming or anything on this. But for $300, you can't really beat it. So it's a 15-inch. It's not full HD, so it's just HD. It's a 768p display. So... For things like docs, you're not going to notice it. It's better than the, what the school's going to give you as a Chromebook. Yeah. But it's touchscreen. It has 11th Gen i3, so two cores, four threads. It's not the worst. It's better than a Celeron with just two cores, no threads. <laughs> it's
0: better than a Chromebook.
1: It's better than a Chromebook. It has UHD graphics, 8 gigs of RAM, which is already better than most Chromebooks, and
0: 250 gigs of storage. And that base RAM and storage is actually the same as the M2 MacBook Air.
1: Yeah, and on this, it's they're probably upgradable. You can just get dims if you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, so that's a really good budget option. Yeah. Noise-canceling headphones, I think, are pretty essential for any student. If you're out studying at school, at a coffee shop or wherever, noise-canceling headphones are a must. For high-end, we have AirPods Max. Those are, like, pretty much the best you can get, the best sound, best noise cancellation. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Sony WH-1000XM4s. Those are also really good. Those are a lot cheaper than AirPods Max. AirPods Max are 550 and the XM4s are 350 But I would actually recommend XM4s if you don't really need the AirPods name. But those are both very good for high-end. For mid-range, we have the Sony WH-1000XM3s, which I've been using for like two years. Those are really good headphones. And then the Bose QC35s, which are a couple of years old, and those are also really good headphones. Those should be like 200 to 250. And then for the budget option, we have the Anker Soundcore Q30s. I've actually been able to use these, and they're surprisingly good headphones for like 100 bucks. Really? Yeah. So those are our headphones picks. And then along with your headphones, we kind of think that headphones and earbuds both have a place in your back-to-school lineup. So for earbuds, for our high-end and mid-range pick for earbuds, it really just depends on what phone you have. So we have AirPods Pro for iPhone users. We have Pixel Buds Pro if you happen to have a Pixel and Galaxy Buds Pro if you have a Samsung device. Mm -hmm. And then mid-range is the same airpods 3 for iphone the pixel buds a for a pixel and galaxy buds plus for samsung devices
1: and then for the budget we have the airpods second gen they work with most android phones now they it's just regular bluetooth connection and you can get them regularly for a hundred dollars brand new on sale
0: yeah and those are a pretty good deal for like i've been rocking the airpods
1: 2s for what two three years now i've had basically no problems i put them through the i take showers with them in listening to music they've been through the washer and dryer like nine
0: times now yeah so all all those picks are are great Mm -hmm. and then in terms of other stuff um you should have a good mouse and keyboard i would really suggest putting money into a good mouse and a good keyboard
1: for a mouse you probably want the mx master 3 if you're doing
0: like that's the best of the best yeah the M- mx master yeah or the m720
1: yeah that's a much lighter alternative to the master it's a basically the poor man's mx master <laughs> as andrew called it
0: i've been using the m720 for like two years and that's still very good
1: and if those aren't those are too boring for you you can always get the glorious model o which is the yeah, or you could
0: go like the the gaming route yeah which full is, a, is it's a
1: super light semi rdb wireless mouse it has really good battery life too but there's that and then keyboard this is a really s- objective section because you can do so much with a keyboard for the mx keys isn't a bad keyboard it's 120 dollars. it gives you a full 100% keyboard layout you have numpad f-row you have everything you need in a keyboard, but it's one hundred twenty dollars.
0: It's also like a hybrid between a mechanical keyboard and like a scissor switch. It is still a scissor switch, but it's like a. It has a lot more travel than like a MacBook scissor switch. So it's similar
1: to probably like a low profile. It's a,
0: like a very low profile mechanical.
1: Or you can go the route that me and Andrew went last year was building our own mechanical keyboards. Full custom keyboard. Both of our keyboards were probably close to $100 to $200.
0: Yeah, I think mine was like $150 or $160 after everything. And And yours was like...
1: My keyboard was closer to $250, but I also went
0: insanely high-end with
1: the switches, which were $100 by themselves. Yeah. But honestly, I would recommend the RK61, the Road Clutch 61 stock out-of-box unlooped browns sound fantastic they're light they have a little bit of click to them it's a light keyboard it's 60 dollars with tax and shipping you can usually get it on sale for down to 40 dollars. and it has pretty good full rgb and the rgb is really nice on it or and if you take that and you put your own keycaps on it which you can get on aliexpress for like 20 bucks you can basically get any design you want amazon really anything there's like japanese ones different colors I have like a fake Samurai kit that I really love. They feel nice. I wouldn't get PBT keycaps just because they feel a lot plasticier. I would get ABS. There is a very distinct difference. But yeah, if you want to go custom, that's a good route. Andrew has the
0: Keychron K2. That's a really good choice if you're a Mac user, because out of the box, it has a switch on the side to switch between Mac and PC. And it also comes with Mac keys. It's a 75% layout, which I think is perfect. It does have RGB. It's not as good as the RK61, but it's pretty good RGB. Um, and the, it also has a really good build, and the switches are good out of the box. So I've, I've loved that. And that is $89.
1: Yeah, which stock keycaps sound and feel really nice. Yeah, very good They're keycaps. fun to type. They're, they're good to type on. They're good for long typing sessions on a dock, essay, And both are wireless, which really helps with Bluetooth. Some come with 2.4 gigahertz
0: connectors. If you game, look for a 2.4 connector yeah if you don't game then normal. normal yeah you're not going to notice a
1: difference in anything
0: three other things we think you should put in your backpack of choice an external ssd extra storage on your laptop is essential uh don't cheap out on an ssd that's very important the samsung t7 is really really good the new t7 just came out a few days ago actually that's a really rugged ssd it's a terabyte really fast speeds uh, USB C port on it comes with two cables in the box. That's a really good overall SSD for the price. It is like two hundred dollars, so it's kind of
1: expensive. What you're also paying for the Samsung name, but it's also a really good build quality. You're not you're not getting like some cheap plasticky garbage from Wish.com.
0: Yeah, just do not cheap it. If you're gonna cheap out on one thing, do not make it. An storage SSD. especially yeah and make sure
1: you're getting a ssd and not a hard drive that they important are very too. different you can chuck an ssd across the room and unless it snaps in half it will be just fine but the second you drop a hard drive basically everything's corrupted and gone yeah like i was carrying a bunch of computer parts upstairs and i dropped i think 22 terabytes of hard drives gone
0: gone literally just like 22 terabytes of storage gone <laughs> Transfer speeds really don't matter for most people because you don't, unless you're like editing off of your SSD, then yeah. it doesn't matter. Just look for over a thousand both ways, I think is fine.
1: Honestly, anything over really 250 because realistically, most Wi-Fi can't get that get faster than that.
0: Yeah, so two fi- over 250 is fine. Over a thousand is great if you want to edit off of it. I think the Samsung T7 is like 3,000 both ways. But if you're into
1: that, there's that. And then there are power bank for your phone to charge it.
0: You should get a power bank. Literally anything from Anchor will be fine.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You can just slide it into like an extra pocket on your bag and charge your phone from a cable <clears> coming out. Most bags actually have little ports on the side you can plug a power bank into it Yeah. and charge it and then charge from it also.
0: But just go to Amazon.com and type in Anchor Power Bank and just pick the one that you want to spend money on. Mm-hmm. And then I would get a few extra chargers, just extra cables to have in your bag. Also just type in Anchor and then whatever charger you need. And then finally, if you have a laptop with a limited port selection, like that XPS and M2 MacBook Air we, that we were talking about, we'll link all of these things in the description so you can go ahead and check them out. All of them are available from Best Buy or Amazon yeah. with pretty fast shipping. So, But yeah, these are the best tech back-to-school things that we can recommend.
1: Okay, so that is it for episode 9 of Control A.C. Um, Thank you guys for listening. As we said, we'll have everything that we talked about today linked in the description for our back-to-school guide. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you need a mechanical keyboard built, you can tweet at us. I'm at ColeWWWeb. And I'm at UtterlyDrew. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Have a good school year.